0: No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Our Town Ford is your new choice for Fords in Randallstown. Right now, get total savings up to $13,000, and there's 0% financing available up to 72 months. Stop by and see us today during the kickoff to savings event at Our Town Ford on Liberty Road in Randallstown and at OurTownFord.com.
2: Blog Talk Radio.
3: Welcome to Blog Talk Radio's A Date with Destiny for Monday, November the 19th. I'm your host and author of the book, Destiny Awaits, the Pouring Out of Wisdom for Humanity to Drink, Lisa M. Saunders, coming to you from Owings. Mills, Maryland. This broadcast is being sponsored by Masterminds LLC, inspiring and empowering people to achieve a greater destiny. So we are super excited this evening about being with you and to be able to share love and wisdom with the desire to uplift, inspire, motivate and empower you to live a more peace-filled, joyful and loving life. So to receive and download this podcast, simply go to the iTunes Store, click on Podcast, and type in a date with Destiny. It's free. You can also receive it via my website, your or simply by Googling us Blog Talk Radio, a date with destiny. Also follow us on Twitter at least101. That's L-Y-S-E-101. If you would like to become a sponsor or to get more exposure for your literary work or business, you can send a message via my website, info at yourdestinyawaits.net, or via my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash a date with destiny 101. That's facebook.com forward slash a date with destiny 101. So once again, we are excited to be able to share with our listeners information from people of all walks of life that we believe will inspire, motivate and empower you. We are happy to be in our fifth year of broadcasting and can't wait to share some great things from some really extraordinary people that we have coming up for the rest of this season. So tonight, like I said, we have another amazing show. Tonight, we are going to talk about spiritual awareness and recognizing your spiritual gifts. And here to share with us is an extraordinarily gifted and intuitive being, Susan Dyer. So if you would like to call in and ask Susan a question about your spiritual gift or gifts, give us a call at 929-477-4071. That's 929-477-4071. Susan was born clairvoyant and doubted her sanity for most of her life. But thanks to chronic Lyme disease, a near death experience changed everything. She now believes that you are God, temporarily embodied and temporarily unaware. Her mission? To help women remember. Today, Susan is a champion of women's spirituality, empowering her community through mentorships, inspirational speaking, and her Facebook community, Divining Women. So A Date with Destiny would now like to welcome Miss um, Susan Dyer to our show. Hey, Susan, how are you?
4: Hi, Lise. I'm really good. I'm really happy to be here.
3: And we're happy to have you. As a matter of fact, we're so happy to have you. We're just going to give you a little bit of of an applause right here for just taking the time to come on to the show and to share some of this beautiful wisdom with us. We're so excited to have you. I couldn't wait. (laughs) So, well, good, good, good. So, Susan. There is so much ground to cover in so little time. So we're going to hit the ground running, if that's okay with you. Okay, good. So um, we want to hear about um, when you first discovered one of your spiritual gifts, uh, which is clairvoyance and how you were able to develop that over the years. And then we want you to share your story leading up to your NDE. And from there, we will allow the conversation just to morph into wherever the spirit leads us. So let's just start talking, you know, start off talking because I know, you know, in the time, in the brief time that we met, we just fell in love with each other. Like it was instantaneously, you know, Um, we found that we have so much in common. Um, in our spiritual journeys. And um, one of those things that we found that we had in common was um, completely stepping out of our spiritual closet, recognizing and not being ashamed of our spiritual gifts, and just living in our truth, authentically living in our truth so yep. I would like for you to share with our listeners um when you first discovered your spiritual gift
4: sure um and I love what you just said and it has been a process i do want to start there uh, mm-hmm. you know, when I was little i was I was clairvoyant although I didn't know what that was uh, right. so I was you know banging around my room um at you know, five and six and seven years old, and I could see energy. I could see Mm -hmm. into, you know, as I understand it now, you know, see uh, in dimensions beyond the one that that we perceive ourselves to be in, in the here and now. And Mm -hmm. I had no means to understand what was going on. I did have a wild imagination. And really my imagination combined with a very strict church combined with my uh, loving parents but you know, they were wholly unfamiliar with all this. So, you know, I I really kind of grew up thinking like I was crazy, that there was something really wrong. um, And uh, that kind of developed over time. So I didn't even begin to develop intentionally this clairvoyance until much later in my life um, when I – Grew to see it differently when when I finally came to understand that it was a natural part of me and it's a natural mm-hmm. part of everyone. Everyone has uh, a natural, a more natural way of intuitively sensing their surroundings. And mm-hmm. uh, but it really did take a number of decades before I pursued that myself.
3: Yes. Yeah, because um. I think we share I shared with you earlier um, that I believe that when when souls come into this realm, you know, via an embryo, when we you decide to uh come back you know because I believe in you know reincarnating but I believe when we when we choose to come back and we're born I you know I always say that children are fresh off the heavenly press and we can still yeah. communicate with our angels and you know even um you know they're just very uh, they, they even remember Um, being with loved ones that they've never met, like, you know, they've they've seen an aunt or a great grandfather, you know, that they've never met here on earth. And then their family members are like, well, how do you know that? You know, what What are you talking right. about? How do you know that? You know, so children are very, very intuitive. Um, and then, you know, parents don't know what to do with that. We, you know, we don't know when a child says, well, you know, I'm seeing this, or I've I've talked to God, or I've talked to Auntie Susan, or I've talked yeah. to, you know, uncle, and they're like, what? What do you mean? So they kind of just like freak out a little bit, because they don't know what to do with that. So then there, no, then you go, traumatic. then your yeah, then your gift goes unnurtured.
4: And, and it goes a little wild too yeah um, you know as yeah. kids we're trying to make sense of our surroundings but we're really reliant on limited resources we've got you yeah. know, we've only got a little bit of life experience and uh you know if our parents don't happen to have matching experience it really exactly. is a matter of you piecing it together ourselves and so often we are um incarnating with parents who we may perceive not to be such a match because it is a great background of contrast for us to transmit and strengthen. So it's pretty common actually to come in and to have some kind of a, a feeling of a rift or difference between um, your parents, especially if you're like on this path, you know?
3: Yes. Yes. And then we had a conversation about that as you know, we, we, we've discovered that, or we believe that uh, that's the path that we chose you know yeah. um um while we were in the other round because one it it awakens us um um quicker than um if we didn't choose it especially especially knowing that you're a light worker and that you're intuitive you know what i mean so it brings yeah. you to more self awareness quicker um it doesn't like seem it like it's quick
2: policy.
3: yeah exactly and it doesn't it seem like it's quick when we're going through it <laughs>
4: no no, not at all. And, and I would say, um, you know, I've been so many lightworkers that they are those people that you kind of think are like problem people. You know, they've, mm-hmm. they've got major contrast. They've had rough goes of it. And sometimes you'd say, oh, yeah, that person is kind of a late bloomer. It's like we mm-hmm. give ourselves these heavy stories to come into. We wanted to make sure that we end up with good depth and weight to our character so that we can yeah. resonate all the better as we try to help our fellows. It's such a a common quality for anyone who's a light worker is, is to really have yeah. uh, put great contrast into their path.
3: Yeah, and and you know too, um, being a light worker and being a healer, one of the things that I've discovered is that before we can heal anyone else, we must heal ourselves. So, yeah. that's like. Uh, and that's a painful process. Right. Because oh,
4: yeah. I love that you said that because it's so true. Yeah, it yeah. really is. I mean, you have to be dismantled down to the bone and then kind yep. of rebuild up again. And it's, it is incredibly painful and it's on every level. You know, yeah. uh, it can be physical, but definitely, you know, emotional, mental, yep. um, every single level is possible, really.
3: Yeah, it's like that Phoenix rising, isn't it? Rising from the ashes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, okay. So let, let's move on to um, moving forward a little bit. Um, when did, when were you diagnosed? Let's talk about the Lyme disease and your near death experience. Because for me, you know, when I started researching NDEs, I just was like, you know, um, it, it just captivated me because Everyone, every story that I've read from a person, about a person who's experienced, who had a near-death experience, everyone who has come back has said the same thing. Uh, and they've all said how beautiful it is on the other side and they didn't want to come back and it's like and then they remember seeing you know looking down and maybe seeing themselves on the operating i just thought it was all so fascinating and i mean every single person has said the same you know exact thing so you tell us what your personal um experience was
4: sure and you're right there's always a theme of love right it's no matter Mm -hmm. how wildly different the stories and uh, mine was, was was no different, and then it was also unique. So I had been, you know, I, I had a really dark night of the soul. My husband and I, you know, of 14 years, we split. And mm-hmm. my body, uh, I had already had Lyme disease in me for decades, but that the stress of that split kind of resurrected it, like Frankenstein, really. And it took hold. And then I remember the night I had my experience, by that point, you know, I had my one hand and one foot was paralyzed. I'd had, you know, an IV port in my arm for months. I had, you know, traveling pain and neuropathy and, you know, brain fog. And that night I was given this last ditch intuitive gift, which was um, I'd, my guide basically said, Susan, you do have one shot left. Because i have been trying to treat it for years. And it was failing, and my body was failing. And I was crawling up the stairs that night. My guy said, Susan, get out of your body. Get out of your body tonight and get help. And I had never astral traveled on command before, but I did trust it. I was like, all right, I'm going to get it done because I I was out of options, and I knew that that night was going to be the last last I'd I'd make it through. And Mm -hmm. uh, so I did. I got out of my body. Uh, I kind of, how I think of it m- manifested really a tunnel and I kind of edged into this tunnel in my astral body and immediately popped out in what is known as the void, which is very deep, dark, like a velvety place. And it's really like kind of the womb. Um, it's kind, to me, it's kind of like the, the cosmic womb, I guess you could call it, but it scared mm-hmm. me to death. And, um, so in that moment I looked around and I just immediately said, "God, please take me somewhere safe and good." And immediately I was in God's presence, and I never was expecting that. I, I really was hoping to find some kind of a traveling light being, or you know, some kind of like a triple A helper, you know, in the mm-hmm. realm just to help heal me well enough to get back to my kids and finish raising them. But instead, I ended up with God, and God to me appeared uh, as it, as endless rays of blazing golden light That's mm. that's how God looked to me and I was mm-hmm. like floating kind of like a tea bag and a mug of tea just completely steeped in God's presence mm. and I could feel what he, what God was made of you know it was like I was in God it, it was like a, a socket like that had, you know a plug that had plugged back into the socket, almost. It was mm-hmm. we were one, and that's that's where I actually now have that belief where I felt that I felt that to be true. That there, there we did. Uh, God and I had this this intimate and sweeping conversation, but even that word conversation is misleading because there was no separation between us. It, it was just right. We were merged, and mm-hmm. this this exchange it wasn't change but still there was no separation at all and his primary question to me was you know do you want to stay or go and mm-hmm. um, that really incited a, a bunch of fear because I, I was like what if God doesn't believe me so I, I threw up a picture of my kids to show him I was serious and I was like I want to I want to um, stay and I started hand over hand yanking on my silver cord to, to show him I meant business like I was wild with fear. I I kept my Mm -hmm. personality for the whole journey, and uh, you know, after I had made that statement with him, and we didn't talk like you and I are talking. It was right without words. It was like a more Mm -hmm. energetic imprint. And Mm -hmm. um, the thing I'd I'd most want to say about that, about because it was it was a very there was a lot of info exchanged there, but God felt viscerally felt like the word freedom even beyond mm. love the, his, his love was so pure that I just felt like it it was it was not anything like the love we know and that's why I kind of settled on that word freedom he viscerally felt like freedom like like joyous ever expansive lighter than air freedom and it was mm-hmm. such a pure love that like you really you can't put the word love on it it's like a right. It won't fit into mm-hmm. that word. And mm-hmm. um, so we had that exchange, and then afterwards I ended up with Jesus. And Jesus looked like Jesus. And, and he just asked me, he said, do you want to get better? And I said, yes. And I grabbed his hands, and I was screaming. I was like, I'm going to get better as fast as I can. I, I was screaming that over and over, and we flew together through all of this brilliant green, all these different shades of green which I I do believe was was some form of very intensive healing energy because um, we did that together, and and then he did ask me after we did that he said you know where do you want to go now and and I told him I got like giddy, and I told him I wanted to visit one of my guides who I've named Perry, and and mm-hmm. this will definitely sound a bit uh, odd to to some probably to some of our listeners but. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, he took me to a, a very large spacecraft and we kind of looked at it together. Basically, he was like, is this, is this the right one? Does this look good? And I was like, yep, this is perfect. And I went into the craft and had an experience with Perry, uh, my guide. And the following morning, I woke up and over the next 10 days, you know, my symptoms, you know, even my blood, which had been like overrun with iron, like everything, all my symptoms just fell away over the next wow. week, 10 days and mm. no one could explain you know and, but i knew what had happened and and they actually did take a dip my symptoms dipped after that and that was another crisis because i thought well, what did i do wrong um, mm-hmm. but, um once i committed fully to being on earth and seeing this through you know my symptoms again fell away in that same manner that they did uh following you know this experience
3: Wow, wow. And and your doctors again, it, they couldn't explain it, right?
4: No. Uh uh-uh. uh. I mean no, it's like it's like somebody had snuck in and emptied my blood and replaced it with like beautiful iron free blood. Like I mean, you know, nothing. There was just nothing explainable. You know, there was just me kind of giggling, like, I know what happened. <laughs> you know, right. It crazy.
3: And it hasn't come back.
4: Uh, no, I mean, I am aware of it. Like, it's funny. I, I actually, um, I still have to eat well. I, I yes, can't of course. I can't just wash my hands of it. it it's something that will, does rec- kind of require me to be like a co-creator and, and take mm-hmm. care of myself. Right. Um, which I'm okay with. Um, yeah. No, I mean, that, that ultimate healing was definitely yeah. not of my doing and not possible in any other way.
3: That is amazing. So tell us how. So you knew you you already knew. Well, you we talked about you uh, being clairvoyant, but I want you to explain what clair. I, we're going to talk about the spiritual gifts. So I want you to start with okay, yours, okay. Um, one of yours, which is clairvoyant. So you tell us what that is.
4: So you know the word that word clair means clear, and it's a French word. And there's a bunch of different spiritual gifts, uh, clairvoyance, meaning clear seeing. And it Mm -hmm. looks so many different ways. There is no just one um, jar sitting on a shelf of clairvoyance. You know, some people uh, may see auras. Some people uh, may see movie clips, you know, in their mind's eyes. Or, um, you know, for me, it's been, and it has run the whole gamut. Like I could be... I can see beings, I can see angels, I can see auras and chakras. And, um, you know, sometimes, even today, I do not know what I'm seeing. However, Mm -hmm. I'm no longer afraid. I I know that it is gorgeous. And I know Mm -hmm. that my own vibration is so love-based that whatever it is I'm seeing resonates with that. And um, by being able to see all of this, like, I mean, it, it can be so healing for others to be able to offer them information about themselves that maybe they they only halfway discern. You know, it's like mm-hmm. to be able to kind of go in deep to another person and, and offer them any wisdom from these uh, other layers of themselves has been mm-hmm. really satisfying.
3: Okay. Okay. So tell us, give us another um, spiritual gift. You have Claire, because I think it's three Claire's.
4: Oh, there's many. So, um, one of them, which I am certain most of your listeners will resonate with, is clairsentience. And Mm -hmm. um, that is, I'm sure you guys have heard that word empath. Mm
2: -hmm. That
4: person's an empath. I'm not sure. It basically means clear feelings. And so, you have clairvoyance, and that's what I call a solar clair. It's, it's more out in the open. It's more obvious. Like, if you've got clairvoyance, you, you know it. Uh, mm-hmm. But there are these lunar clairs, like like clairsentience, and people may be so profoundly psychic their entire mm-hmm. lives and have no idea because it's so natural to them. You know, right. their friends may think of them as like, oh, definitely talk to, you know, you know talk to Lise. Like, she's amazing. Yep. She will be able to hear you. She gives the best advice, she like always knows what to say. And that's because like you're listening with your gut. And I always mm-hmm. describe it as like somebody who has got clear sentience that this clear feeling. It's like you are listening to someone talk, yes, but it's almost like you are interpreting the actual subtitle via mm-hmm. your understanding of how that person's feeling. Like mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. feel the truth even louder than anything anybody's saying. Does that make sense?
3: Yeah, oh, it does. Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
4: I I really like women, you know, a a lot of women have this, a lot of women have Mm -hmm. this gift. For those of your listeners who may be somebody who's like, you know, I don't love crowds, I get a little bit stressed out, a little bit frazzled, or somebody who's sensitive, who's like, you know, after I hang out with that person, I feel really drained, Mm -hmm. because like, that's because as some of you as a, somebody who's you're very porous in that way. And that gift mm-hmm. is so beautiful because really anyone with this is a, is a divine bridge. You are able to create a union between you and whomever else, and you are able to bring, uh, bring yourselves together and, and embrace them at, at a deep kind of level of acceptance and integrate them in a way mm-hmm. that is profoundly comforting and inspiring. Um, you know, mm. empaths can make amazing counselors or friends. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so many people have it and don't even realize it.
3: Right, right. And I'm so glad you're explaining it. That's a great way to explain it. I love that that you simplified it. Um, and I and, and I agree because um, and you know when you talk about because I'm an empath, so and I know that this, yep. this is one of my spiritual gifts. But I used to look, <laughs> I used to look at that as being a curse. Because being an empath is not that you could you could if you don't if you don't know what it is and you don't practice to um, turn it around because it could be negative and it's a negative and a positive. You know what I mean? Um, because we feel energy, we feel other people's energy. So if you don't guard yourself, if you don't, you know, watch it, you could absorb the negative energy from someone else and you don't even realize it.
4: Yeah. So, so this is a yeah. clear that is so often called a curse. It, yeah. it is. And it, because it, it, it can, it can make you feel like you're on a tiny ship amidst huge, like a huge ocean yeah. storm. You, know, you can feel yeah. like, uh. You know you're like bleeding out your energy and there's just you know there's there's a phrase energy hygiene and that's all it takes is just an awareness of your surroundings and instead of guarding your energy i would love to put this out to your audience is to take um kind of adjust that thinking and be like i filter my energy You don't, you don't need a sword. You don't need to kind of like attack first and kind of push people away because you're worried mm-hmm. what could come. And you, don't, you also don't need a shield. You're not less powerful then. You don't need protection. Mm-hmm. But rather, mm-hmm. if you want to imagine that you are always filtering your energy. Because, see, what you do as an empath, the moment you think of someone else, you don't realize it, but you're throwing out an energy tentacle that gets yep. into their field. And that's how yep. you get that that kind of sensing of that person. And then when you kind of yep. you kinda of, uh rip that energy tentacle back in, it's kinda of dipped in their stuff. So yeah. if you have a filter up, you can still do your natural way of sensing and exploring, but then when you pull back in your field, anything that is not yours or doesn't serve your highest and best will filter out.
3: Exactly. Exact. I love the way you put that. And that is so profound. And I'm I'm hoping that everyone it just heard what you just said, especially those who feel that they are um, empaths, because that is so, you know, a lot of um, empaths that I run into, um, they're in a place where they're in a dark place, and they don't know what to do about it. And I find myself, you know, sharing, you know, pretty much what you just said, because you have to teach people, they don't even know what it is.
4: Absolutely. You
3: yeah. know, they don't, cause, yeah, that, because like you said, when you're clairvoyant, you, you know what that is, because you're, you know, you're it's yeah. seeing, you, you know.
4: Um, yeah.
3: Exactly. But this one is, is a little bit trickier, isn't it? Yeah,
4: because it's so natural. Yet at the same yeah. time, if it's nothing that you've examined before, you're also likely being drained by it. And that's yeah. coming right yeah. out of your solar plexus chakra. Yeah. And, and you're yep. just, uh, you know, But the moment that you have an awareness of this, and I'd invite, like, if people are comfortable with the concept of angels, you know, Archangel Metatron, who does Mm -hmm. sacred geometry, and Mm -hmm. Archangel Michael, those are the two Mm. beings I call in every day, I ground my energies, and I ask them for their assistance uh, in cleansing and strengthening and harmonizing my energies. And that does include uh, my energetic filter. But I, I believe that it's like to think of this as a gift and that, that you, you are not less powerful than you're not weak. It's just mm-hmm. your heart resonates so deeply. Many beings yeah. are attracted to it. And so you just need to understand energy hygiene. That's all.
3: There you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there you have it. You know, um, do your research on that. And um, if you work on it, it, once you're consciously aware of what it is, I believe that yeah. you'll start to even heal yourself in that area. So thank you for, you know, bringing that up. So let's go on to the next one.
4: Uh, sure. clear audience. Got mm-hmm. Oh, clear audience. Yeah. That's another one that's like a solar clear where people likely know that they have it uh it's another one of those Mm -hmm. where you know something doesn't look like the other and that can uh it's you know in essence you're hearing things from beyond this immediate dimension here so you could be hearing Mm -hmm. spirit or any other beings Mm -hmm. um you can hear this both from within your own head or from without you can actually hear Mm -hmm. you know messages as if something's being said to you and it's outside your own head.
2: And mm-hmm.
4: um, these are people like oftentimes they will love music. They'll resonate deeply mm-hmm. with it. There are people mm-hmm. who will find themselves in the car and they will hear like as if it's been highlighted in the song a message from the words of the you know the lyrics, you know mm-hmm. um, people who play instruments. Anyone who's attracted to that kind of thing, you likely have a natural, um would you'd be a natural at developing player mm-hmm. audience mhm,
2: mhm,
3: absolutely, absolutely. and you can have more than one, correct
4: We all have all I mean mm-hmm. as God sparks, like this uh, being multidimensional that is our natural natural way of being it's actually extraordinarily natural, but this is what I would say, most mm-hmm. of us have one or two that are most natural. Mm -hmm. And then with time, like what I always suggest is start with your low-hanging fruit. Like whatever Mm -hmm. means is your most natural, you start there, develop that, and you'll see, you'll be kind of guided to develop all of them. But I've noticed the best momentum happens when you go with your natural way of attuning to your surroundings.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I like that. Um, and you know, so that's the three. Is there is there another one that you want to talk about before I move move on just a little bit? Because you were about clear to say something. Oh, yes. there you go. Mm-hmm. Clear
4: confidence. That's clear thinking, and that's another mm-hmm. one uh, people don't realize they have, but they're the people mm-hmm. who sudden inspiration or they just kind of seem to know something but they don't know why that's because they're essentially channeling they're getting a download of information from their soul cells or from the realm of spirit so that's another one to be aware of Uh, if you're very mental if you're a a good strong thinker and you just seem to kind of like know stuff, and you even surprise yourself at times that that Mm -hmm. is that is clear cognizance which is clear thinking
3: Mm Mm-hmm, clear thinking, yes. I love that. And again, like you said, because your hashtag, I love your hashtag, you are God. I love that. How did you come up with that?
4: That that literally, I was scared to even say it in my own prayers for a long time, but that is the nutshell of what my near-death experience showed me. I mean, Mm -hmm. being in that presence with God, that is what I knew. I knew it to be true. And it felt yeah. too shocking. It felt like I was terrified to say it. I would say it quietly in my own breath. i be like, God, I'd like to say this to you as I'm praying. But I want you to know that if I'm incorrect, I want you to know that I'm saying this with all the love in my heart and not in an arrogant way. And, you know, I would say that as a, would preempt it for so long. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you know, now I say it out loud, proudly. I do believe it. Um, but I know that it could sound it could sound almost arrogant, but that's, it's actually the opposite. I, I, mean, yeah. I mean that to say that we are literally, it, there is no separation, that, that we are just an actual spark of God pressing outwards yeah. into form as a big yeah. part of all that is pressing outwards and experience itself, you know. And yeah. um, I knew that to be viscerally true when I was steeped in those golden rays with God. That's, that's the truth that
3: I knew. Yeah. And, you know, I'm listening to you. And when you said that you were afraid to say it out loud, you know, and I, you were brought up in a, um, a religious background, correct? Is that what you told yes. me? I'm trying to remember. Okay. So mm-hmm. I was too. And then of course, you know, when you, you're, um, you come from a religion, you know, you're taught the Bible, you're taught the new Testament, the old Testament, so on and so forth. And um I believe that, you know, that's a great, place to start. It gives you a great foundation. But then as you get older, you know, you start to seek out spirit, the greater spirit, which we call God, whatever you choose to call the greater spirit, you start to seek out on your own journey, on your own spiritual journey. And you still use certain references. You still, to me, now this is just my, you know, my take, my opinion. You know, use the Bible as a reference. And so, when you say that you are God, what to me, what I'm hearing is the same thing that Jesus said, you know, um, in in the New Testament, speaking to the disciples when he said, you know, uh, the same uh, miracles, the same. God that dwells in me, the same things that I do, you can do them too. You know, we all have the same abilities. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not any more special than you are. Whatever I can do, you know, you have that within you as well. And then if, you know, for those of you who go, you know, have Bible study or church school or whatever, and if you just go through the New Testament, the, you know, when you walk through the text, it says, you know, he's, he's, he's always right there with you. He he never elevated himself, you know, above. He was just right there. And he always made you feel like you're one and the same. Now, that's just what I've, you know, gleaned from that. Um, so when you say I that you that. are God, yes, I can, I, I, I relate to that. I agree with that, because that's what he said. He said it. And it's in the text, yes, so yes. do your research, do your homework for those, it's there. So never be afraid, of course, now I know that you're not, but, you know, um, for those that like to go back and reference, you know, the Bible, it's in there, you know, so, and, but that doesn't, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so I really appreciate you. Um so what made you so you said that your near death experience brought you to that revelation, right? And now you have yes. this beautiful Facebook group, um Divining Women. And um women um women women um it, it's your ministry. So yes, I you
2: am called to that. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. And I so George, so go ahead. Yeah.
4: Oh, sorry, go ahead. I just I did. I, I felt like um, I had created a completely fraudulent life out of fear. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am not kidding. Since I was little, I made the decision I am weird, I am broken. Uh, now, my intersection with Catholicism really confused me. Um, Archangel Michael had been with me through my childhood you know, nearly every day, and he appeared as a red energy he was trying to assist me in my root chakra with staying grounded to earth. I took that, uh, in, in my young mind, I thought, you know, with my religious training, I thought the devil was after me. And I used to think, mm-hmm. why am I so bad? What did I do?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: more evidence. Like, more evidence. Like, I am weird. There is something very wrong with me. And I mm-hmm. pretty much intentionally camouflaged myself all the while yeah. growing up. And, uh, you yeah. know, that caused so much chaos when you're living that way, when you are living yeah. fraudulently. I, I married a man who didn't even like me to begin with, I, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I, would, I was never, never forthright about any of this. The last yeah. time I ever spoke about it in high school, I begged my mom to take me to the eye doctor. But that was it. It just went back into the abyss, never to be mentioned again.
2: Yeah, and, yeah.
4: And um, I was so afraid to live out loud. I knew people would find me unacceptable. Yeah. I knew yeah. they would walk away. cuz I'd heard it my whole life. You're weird. Yeah. And yeah. And I had that near death experience. I I literally afterwards I I made a promise. I prom I said God, okay. I I promise. Use me up. Use me up, God. I will I will yeah. do it. I will live transparently. I, I yeah. Don't, I don't care what happens. And I made that promise, and I set about doing really what had been my greatest fear all along, which is speaking about this stuff to everyone. Yes, yes. Like, what's going to happen? You know, but actually, it's such a more streamlined existence. Instead of stuffing your whole self away, it's actually much easier to live out loud like this.
3: Yeah, because when you stuff stuff when you like you said, stuff it away, then you're creating illness, this disease, dis-ease within your own body. Yeah. And you know, because we're we're not living authentically at that point. So when you start to live your authentic self and what I've realized is that <laughs> when we start to live our, our authentic selves um, everyone's not meant to go the whole way with us. So you may start to lose a friend or two, you know, people, um, but that just means that they were only there for a certain amount of time to serve whatever purpose at that time. But for you, for us that are healers and light workers, you know, it, we have to let certain things go in order for us to grow and be able to reach out to others who are hurting and they want, they want this stuff. There's a lot of people out there that want to hear this stuff. You know, yes, and we have and to let them know up. not to be afraid of living yes. Yes. your authentic self. Yes. Yeah, it just
4: So, so um, it's very
3: scary. Yeah, it can be. It, yeah, you, you are absolutely correct. But, you know, I, I have a couple of people, the switchboard is so lit up. And I'm sitting here looking at um, some of the uh, people who are calling in. And I um, want to, um, you know, take a caller right now, if you don't mind. Good. and we're going to bring this person in and, you know, see if they have a question for you um, in regards to, you know, their spiritual gifts or, you know, just something they want to add to the conversation. So let's see who we have here. Um, hello, caller. You're on the air, and your area code is starts with a 770.
1: Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. um, Are you answering questions tonight? Yes,
3: we are answering questions tonight. Do you have a question for Susan? Uh,
1: Yes. um, I know I do have a spiritual gift. I've been told that uh, I'm an empath, Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess I want to get confirmation or maybe I don't know what I'm really trying to ask
3: well, just take your time and just close your eyes and just allow the spirit to speak. Don't think about it. Just ask. You're, it, we're all friends here. We don't judge. It's, it's it's a comfortable environment. So just, you know, let it flow.
1: Okay. Uh, yes, I, I wanted to get confirmation on whether I was an empath, but not. I do feel like I am, you know, at times, like I don't really fit in. And I'm mm-hmm. always showing people's energy and things like that. So, mm-hmm. Susan.
4: Um, yeah, absolutely. And and it's you know Lisa and I were actually talking earlier today about some of this, but uh, the the image they just showed me, I think we you, oh my gosh, I know what we were talking about. We were talking about phoenixes, uh, mm-hmm. you, you know, which is rising from the ashes. So the image they just gave me was a burning glowing ember so yes you are an empath but even more than that they're what they're saying is but even more than that you are a healer and you have the power to move and blend energy with your hands mm. and this doesn't mean you need to go you, you don't need to go and, and sign up for a, you know a, a two hundred dollar reiki class right now you know it's not like that but but if you wanted to, you could absolutely intuitively develop this ability just with your literally with your own intuition at home. If you would mm-hmm. spark up, they're saying uh, just even a very simple meditation practice, and you can begin practicing and sensing on your own body, especially while mm-hmm. in prayer. See what you feel. Uh, you know, put put your um, put your you know, do a, do a quick, here, They're telling me to, to tell you this. You could start in this way, in the quiet, you know, take some time, say a quick prayer, kind of send yourself, and then they're asking you to, to start here. First, put your right hand on your heart and sit for a couple minutes and sense what it is you feel. And then you switch. You do your left hand for a couple minutes and sense what it is you feel. And after this exercise, you'll notice that one of your hands, you could really sense that energy, and in the mm-hmm. other hand, you really didn't. And they're, they're saying, you know, after you do this exercise, then first things first, you'll know which of your hands are receiving and which of your hands is the giving.
2: Mm-hmm. So that
4: would be a really beautiful way for you to, to make a start with this and, and explore this for yourself.
1: Okay. Now, oh, I heard healer, you. Healer. Can I have your name? Uh, Shanika. I'm sorry. Okay.
3: I'm just, mm-hmm, go ahead. No, go ahead. What were you going to say?
1: Oh, so as far as the healing, that means I could, well, help people that are sick. Mm hmm.
4: Oh, listen, sky's the limit, man. Like, you mm-hmm. are an emotional and energetic healer, you mm-hmm. could help people who are in emotional pain. I think if you really pursued this and, and gave yourself to this, um, you could help them transmute, um, you know, I'd say karma, that word's misunderstood, but you could, you could basically help people really understand down to their core essence and get clarity, get real clarity mm-hmm. and heal them. Yes, heal the, you know mm-hmm. heal the ill as well.
3: Have you ever mm-hmm. felt like you were a healer, or you know, because you said something about you know you're not sure, or you feel like you're an empath? What what um, prompted you to feel that?
1: Well, some days I could I could be like, you know, I guess at work I could I like to compensate and other days I don't even want to be bothered, and then I don't want to come off as being rude or mean, but it's just sometimes people's energy. Mm-hmm. I'm always feeling people's energy, and I don't like a, a lot of people in my space or touching mm-hmm. me, you know, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And as far as my okay. hands, it's like um, I have like a feel like a certain feeling. that I could never really explain it. Like my right hand. Mm.
2: Okay,
4: yeah, so, so I bet you. Uh, yeah, that's that's funny. That's the that my right mm-hmm. hand is the one that I uh, sense with too. It's the Mm -hmm. one that I receive with. So it's the one that like Mm -hmm. blows up whenever anything's happening. And then my left Mm -hmm. hand is the one that the energy flows out of. But that Mm -hmm. would be, like, I I really urge you to explore and experiment for yourself because you already know the truth. Mm -hmm. And you Mm -hmm. really could blossom this as you want it to go. Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah, I would encourage you cuz I'm a Reiki master practitioner and I would encourage sounds like that's what you need to start exploring.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um because it sounds like when you especially when you said that you have the energy in your right hand, I would encourage mm-hmm. are, do you, are you familiar with Reiki at all?
1: No, I'm not.
3: Yeah, I would encourage you to start really researching that. Um okay. and um, I, I, I guarantee you, once you start researching that, you're going to want to uh, just just explore it yourself. Um, I'm quite sure. I don't know where, where, you know, where you live, but there are probably Reiki classes in your area. And it's going to change your life, actually, because let me ask you one more question. Um, and you don't, you know, you don't have to share this part if you don't want to. But um, okay. you, do you attend church regularly?
1: Not, uh, not, not anymore. I used to.
3: Okay. Okay. See? Okay. So that's like me too. But so now it sounds like you're searching, you're seeking more. You're seeking more uh, spiritual wisdom, right? And um, which is a good thing. That's a good thing. Even the fact that you are on the show tonight shows that you were supposed to be here to hear our conversation. So Susan just gave you some wonderful, wonderful um, advice. Um, and like she said, you definitely, you already know the answer. You are. So now you just have to start trusting what you're hearing, trusting the God voice inside. Mm -hmm. And it's about to lead you somewhere. Absolutely freeing. It's going to liberate you. That's the word. It's going to liberate you.
2: Yes.
3: Okay. I hope that
2: helped. Yes.
3: Okay, great. Well, thank you so much um, for calling in. And you can still, you know, I'm not going to hang up on you. You can still listen in if you'd like, okay? But thank you okay, so thank much you. for calling in. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank then. you. So, Susan, that was very profound. And, you know, I run into a lot of people um, like the caller who are just, they just don't know. You know, and and here's something. Okay. No yeah, but,
4: it's so interesting.
3: Yeah. Yes. 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 And I think that um, let's talk about that for a minute, because we're starting to run out of time a little bit. But just real quick, let's touch on this part, because, we you know, when I, at the end of the show, I'm going to kind of elaborate a little bit more on intuition. That still small voice
2: yeah.
3: that we and that's the that's the voice of God. That's the', yes. way, and we and it will never ever, ever steer you wrong, so if you are praying, see, I always say that when we pray we're we're asking, we're seeking, you know we're reaching out, but when we meditate, we're receiving the answer, so prayer is you're seeking, you're asking, meditating is receiving, right, yeah. so yeah. when you meditate, that's when you listen, you have to be still, be still, yeah. And then know and trust that still, small voice, because it will never lie to you.
4: So, yes, I, I want to say one thing about meditation, Go ahead. which is there are some people, you're, you're absolutely right where it's like, be still. But what really, I, I think of that more as like a be center, because there are some people, mm. actually, are many people, but they cannot stand sitting still. And, yeah. and they would have a far more profound and effective meditation by walking. You know, mm, that's
2: like, true, yeah.
4: Uh, you trust your actual preferences. Yeah. Uh, for, yeah. Like, I am not a morning person. If you made mm-hmm. me get up at like 6 in the morning to meditate, guess what? I would not do it. I, I'd have a much different life. But if you're like yeah. Susan, you need to meditate, and I could do it at midnight, I'd be doing yeah. it every night. So yeah. I, I yeah, would yeah. Say like meditation is so critical, and to try to um, really tailor it to suit your preferences and personality. Yes. So you're Absolutely. setting yourself up for success; like you'll actually do it.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and you know, even when I'm out in nature, because I walk, you know, I I love to walk, yes. and I, um, and when I'm out in nature, oh my gosh, there's so much. You know, I I can hear. I, I can even hear more clear sometimes. You know what I mean? So yeah, there's so many yeah. ways that for you to listen, yeah, and, to, and like you said, be centered. I like that to be centered. Yes. That is amazing.
4: Many people, many people have such a better time trying to receive when they're in motion.
3: Mhm. Mhm. And there isn't, and there really isn't. But here's the thing, though. The only thing I will say, because there really isn't any right or wrong way, but you have to allow yourself to listen. You know, if it's walking, if it's, you know, you're driving, turn the radio off. If you're in the house by yourself, turn the television off. You know, silence your cell phones. You know, it's just so that you can hear the still small voice within. And here's another scripture, you know, because sometimes, you know, like for me, scriptures just, they jump, you know, okay. So you ever see a movie where, you know, something just illuminates in gold off a page. It just kind of like illuminates, you know, so when you seek you shall find, if you knock in the door, she'll be open. So a lot of times you have to know, go underneath of what that thing might be saying. But one of my favorite sayings is be still and know, be still and know that I am God, be still and know. So being still could just turn the television off. When you're writing, turn the radio off. You can't hear with all that noise. You just
4: can't. Yes. And true. then trust what, what you're
3: true. hearing. Right. Yeah. 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 Huh?
4: yeah. Yes, like, trust what you're hearing. And that the idea of there is no separation, like meditation, you can bring that into anything. Like, you can bring that be still and know I am God. You can bring that resonance into any place or any time. And you can make a meditation out of anything. But I am so with you. You actually do need, like on a pie chart each day, you need a piece of that pie to be in quiet. I do agree. Yeah. It's like that is a, a blank canvas of great importance.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I do, again, encourage the caller just to start researching Reiki. Um, you're going to be amazed by that. And I think that, no, I don't even think, I know for a fact that once you start to study that, um, you're going to fall in love with it. Um, Because especially by being an empath, it's not even just, it's not about healing others so much as it is um, about healing yourself. And once you are healed yourself, you can't help but want to help other people to heal. So I just encourage you to to do that. And, um, you know, it, it's so unfortunate, but we're down to the bottom of the show. I told you this was going to go by so fast <laughs> because there's so much more that I want to cover with you. So first and foremost, Susan, we're going to have to have you come back on the show to share with us. We'll do a part two and a part three and a part four if we have to, you know, um, because that. we haven't even yeah, we haven't even really scratched the surface, so I'm excited um, to, you know, to be able to bring you back on, if you're willing. Love
2: that. Um,
3: to continue to share with us. Um, and I want to encourage everyone, um, you know, Susan's information is on in the um bio of this show. So if you want to go back and her website is on there, Her Facebook group is Divining Women on Facebook. Um, and you also have a YouTube channel. Um, I'm going to go back in and add the link to that as well so that you can go on to her YouTube channel. She's got some amazing videos out there. This woman is the real deal. She's very authentic. Um, and I'm so excited that she has, um, we've Found one another, as a matter of fact. You know what I mean? So I just appreciate you so much. And I appreciate your energy. I appreciate your light. And I appreciate what you're doing to bring light to the um to the spiritual gifts because a lot of people just don't understand them.
4: Yeah. And I love what you're doing too. I do feel like it was such a divine friendship that sprung out of the air. So I'm so Yeah.
3: Grateful. Well, I thank you, Susan, so much. And if you'd like, you can sit tight because I'm at that part of the show where um, I want to leave you with this. Many people think that being spiritual means being positive, but being spiritual means being conscious and aware. So, to become conscious is a much different thing than to become positive. To become conscious and aware, we must become authentic. authentic- authenticity includes both positive and negative. And I said earlier, um, we were talking about spiritual gifts and um, being empaths and clairvoyance and, and um, some of the other spiritual gifts that Susan um, shared with us. A lot of times, you know, we want things in our lives to manifest. Um, We want joy. We want peace. We want abundance. We want all of the things that will um, help us to live a more joy-filled and um, spirit-filled life. And so... It's really the way to bring that about is really about how we feel. It's all about how we are feeling about any given situation, especially when it comes to things we would like to see manifest. And we said earlier that um, each and every one of us are intuitive beings. We all have the ability to see, hear, and discern directions from the greater spirit in which most of us call God. Why? Because the greater spirit God dwells inside of us. We have to practice listening to that still small voice within. Start paying close attention to the way things come into your space. What were you thinking about around that time? More importantly, how were you feeling about what you were thinking about? If you were feeling profoundly assured that a certain thing was or was not going to happen, then that's what you are experiencing at that time, the thing that did or did not happen. So in other words, if you want to start experiencing a life of good and abundance, you must first start feeling that feeling of abundance. And in other words, and and in the words of my spiritual guru, the uh, late Dr. Wayne Dyer, he says, a change of feeling is a change of destiny. We must practice putting into our subconscious mind the assumption of the feeling of what it is that we would like to attract in our lives as if it already existed and to feel it, not just to think it, but to feel it. So if the assumption about what you would like to become is persisted in until it becomes your dominant feeling, the attainment of our ideal is absolutely inevitable. You want to develop your spiritual gifts. You want to see the manifestations of those gifts. Start to tune in to the God voice inside your inner GPS and practice listening and being obedient to what is whispering to you. Because after all, a change of feeling is a change of destiny. So that concludes our show for this evening. I want to thank everyone for tuning in with us. A shout out to my family who are always loving and supporting me, and also to um, all of my friends and colleagues in all of my social networking sites. Once again, a big thank you to Susan Dyer for taking the time to share a big part of your journey and your wisdom with us. We are eternally grateful to you, and we are so looking forward to having you come back to share with us. Also, don't forget to stop by my website, YourDestinyAwaits.net, to get some extra motivation and inspiration, and leave a message to let us know you stopped by. And like us on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash AdateWithDestiny101, and follow us on Twitter at least 101 Make sure you come back and tune in next Monday at 530 Eastern Standard Time. And always remember, folks, that real power comes from knowledge, because knowledge is power. And when we know better, we do better. So your mission, if you choose to accept it, is take the necessary time to do a true self-evaluation. Seek God and learn how to love yourself first. Because after all, you owe it to yourself to know yourself. Once again, I'm Lisa M. Saunders. And thank you for tuning in to Blog Talk Radio's A Date with Destiny. Peace and abundant blessings, everyone.
0: North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My family needs winter styles now. Can Santa come early? Our workshop isn't open yet, but Old Navy is. Old Navy? Yup, starting tomorrow in stores only. Get 50% off all outerwear, all sweaters, and all jeans. 50% off all those styles? Plus 40% off everything online at oldnavy.com. What if we can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in store for free. Who needs Santa? I've got Old Navy and oldnavy.com. Holiday your heart out with 50% off all outerwear, sweaters, and jeans at Old Navy. Offers valid 1124 and 1125. Exclusions apply. See store for details. <laughs> North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My family needs winter styles now. Can Santa come early? Our workshop isn't open yet, but Old Navy is. Old Navy? Yup, starting tomorrow in stores only. Get 50% off all outerwear, all sweaters, and all jeans. 50% off all those styles? Plus 40% off everything online at oldnavy.com. What if we can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in store for free. Who needs Santa? I've got Old Navy and oldnavy.com. Holiday your heart out with 50% off all outerwear, sweaters, and jeans at Old Navy. Offers valid 1124 and 1125. Exclusions apply. See store for details.